This is episode number 214 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. For the last couple of weeks, I've covered uh, some different ways to become a professional speaker if you want to make speaking a career. And last week, I talked about uh, three different ways or three different types of ways to become a professional speaker. We're going to hone in on one of those. And then this is the easiest one, by the way, the easiest way to break into a public speaking career is to speak about topics that you already know inside and out. So speaking in your own industry or the industry that you're already an expert in. And so we're going to focus on how to actually do that, what kind of places you can go to speak and how you can actually generate revenue from that. Just so you know, the episode is sponsored by fearlesspresentations.com. So if you're looking for a faster way to reduce public speaking fear or become a more per- persuasive speaker, uh, we've got two-day public speaking classes coming up in Phoenix and Las Vegas and Cincinnati, Atlanta, Dallas, Charlotte, Houston, uh, and many, many other cities. So if you want information about any of those classes, just go to fearlesspresentations.com for details. All right, so let's get on with today's podcast. So the topic today is how to become a professional public speaker by speaking within your current industry. And I kind of touched on this last week, but we want to go into more detail. I kind of mentioned last week that for the next few episodes, I'm going to kind of be pulling back the curtain and show you some of the, the secrets that I've kind of come across anyway in my in my professional speaking career and, and show you how you don't have to kind of go through the same process that I went through. You can take a lot of shortcuts, especially in today's world. In fact, one of the easiest ways to become a professional speaker is by speaking to groups within your current industry. So in this episode, I'm going to show you a number of ways to get paid as a professional speaker without having to change careers. You can keep doing what you're doing now and create a new revenue stream. So, um, and by the way, this is a continuation of our our previous sessions uh, about how to start a public speaking career. And although this is just one of the three routes that I'm going to cover in detail, this is really the most common and, and in most cases, it's the most lucrative as well. So um, we'll spend a little bit more time on this particular topic. Um, one of the most important steps in beginning is, is just that, to start. Otherwise, there's really no change. Just starting out gives you practice and room to kind of improve in your in your skill as a speaker. And improvements may might be necessary because while you might have a friendly face, your body language could portray something else. So while speaking, you may not connect with your audience enough, and you'll and you'll need to kind of practice making more eye contact, that kind of thing. So start off by speaking at low stress meetings or maybe community centers or something similar. That way, there, there's not a whole lot at stake. Don't start out your career by jumping into corporate events. They're likely to have large crowds, and that's probably going to make you even more nervous. So the best thing to do is just start where you're comfortable. When I first started the Leaders Institute and I was looking for places to speak, I spoke at things like 
business breakfasts and and Rotary Club meetings and places like that where where I could get practice speaking in front of a group, get comfortable with the topics that I was presenting and really hone in my skills. And you can do the same thing. Um, so let's let's start off first by talking about how you, you, if you want to be a professional speaker and you already have an expertise in a specific industry, if you just share the knowledge that you've acquired in that current industry, you you can um, generate additional income. For instance, you become a trainer within your current organization. Let's say you, you work for a big company and you want to start as a speaker. A, a lot of times the company that you're working for will actually need trainers or need people to train the next generation of, of employees or team members. So, and this is one of the most common public speaking careers, by the way, and, and one that most people don't realize is actually a professional public speaking career. It's being a trainer, um, maybe because we don't think about training someone as speaking. We view it more as helping someone or creating improvement or, or and, uh, creating efficiencies. But I, I mean, I'll give you a really simple example. When I was in high school, I worked at a fast food restaurant. And a few months after I was hired, a new guy started. My boss asked me to show the new guy how to fix the sandwiches that we were making. I didn't realize it at the time, but my role had shifted in that few minutes from being a worker bee to being a professional speaker. Uh, I was, I, it was, it was just for a moment, but for that short period of time, the new guy saw me as the expert at that particular job. I knew more than what he did. Right? I had information that he needed, and my life experience gave him the success that he needed. So incidentally, a short time later, I was promoted to, to supervisor and there was a small raise and I began training more of the new employees as they came in. So in essence, I was a, a professional trainer for the first time in my in my short career. It, 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 was a, it was a great way to use my expertise and knowledge to help the company and also better my speaking habits. And then almost a decade later, when I became a sales manager, I was being paid to train the company's sales team. So the more the team sold, the bigger the bonus that I received each quarter. So during the sales meetings, I had to be the teacher. I had to be a coach. I had to be a motivator. So it was very similar to what I now do as a professional speaker. And every single industry on the face of the earth has has to have a way to train new workers as they come into the organization. So in some cases, these jobs may pay very little, but in some cases, they actually pay a lot. <laughs> so for instance, uh, my brother-in-law was a firefighter who got a second job working for a company that sold software to, to medical organizations. And since he was a paramedic, he had a, a background in medical semantics. He knew the terminology and everything. So the company hired him to train their customers to use the software. Now, because the training was so specialized, he gets paid a pretty generous fee every time that he goes to a customer site and trains them on how to do this. Um, and by the way, here's another example is um, one of my instructors, his name's John. He started his career working at an eyeglass retail store years ago, years and years and years ago. Um, the store was a franchise and the owner wasn't making a great living. And then one day the older the owner basically just told the staff, John being one of them, that he was going to sell the front franchise. And, and John at the time, although he was only making a meager hourly wage, he expressed an interest in buying the franchise. And the owner didn't have a whole lot of offers from other places. So he self-financed the store for, for John. And over the next decade, uh, though, under John's leadership, the store flourished. 
Uh, and, and in fact, he eventually was able to buy two additional stores. So eventually he got to a point where he had made a pretty good nest egg and he ended up selling stores off for a huge profit. And he kind of took some time off. And of course he got restless. So he was also driving his poor wife crazy, hanging around the house all day. So for the first time in 20 years, he went out looking for a job. He ended up running the eyeglass store in front of his local Walmart. But because he had so much experience running a store like this, he increased the revenue in that store over 300% in, this, in the first year. So his regional manager noticed that he hired, and so he hired John to travel to every single Walmart in the country to train their managers and, and train their staff to do what he had done in his own store. So the point is, is that training when done well is a fantastic investment for the company. So if you become a, a great trainer, you can actually make a fantastic living doing it. So in addition to becoming a trainer at your own company, you can also become a trainer within your current industry. Last week, I mentioned that one of my first instructors was a CPA who made extra income teaching for the CPA Association. I also mentioned that these organizations, because they require continuing education, are much easier to teach within. But, but what if you're in an industry that doesn't require continuing education? Well, the truth is that it doesn't really matter a whole lot. It just takes a little bit more research. So just about every industry has some type of group or association that represents that industry. Um, U.S. News published an article called 10 Strange Lobbying Groups that We Swear Are Real, <laughs> which is really funny, by the way. Uh, among the groups listed were, was the U.S. Association of Reptile Keepers. That is a, that is a true organization, the, the U.S. Association of Reptile Keepers. There's also one called the American Dehydrated Onion and Garlic Association and the Balloon Council. So basically, these are organizations that represent those industries. And according to the article, the last one, the, the Balloon Council, had a pretty busy year because there was a huge shortage of helium that year. Uh, and an industry event like conventions and conferences, they're, they're great opportunities to get in front of an audience and share a particular topic that you have an expertise in. So each of these associations has meetings and every meeting requires speakers to present. For instance, in October, San Antonio will be holding the, the Lone Star Reptile Expo. And as a supporter of the United States Association of Reptile Keepers, if you happen to be in that industry, that would be where you would go to, to speak to your industry. So this is a convention for reptile keepers and enthusiasts and vendors include a, a particular area of expertise in, in geckos and gophers and, and provide ideas for reptile habitats and snacks. Um, but the, the question that I always get when I kind of suggest this to people as, a, as, a, as an extra place to kind of speak is, hey, what about the money? Do you actually get paid for doing that? <laughs> so, um, well, in some cases, yes, by the way. In some cases, uh, you know, for instance, conventions hire me all the time to do breakout sessions and keynote speech, speeches. Uh, event organizers will often look for and hire people to speak and potentially pay for that service. But in most cases, though, not really. You know, it, most of the time, uh, the, the reason why you would want to speak to the association to the association like that is to to build up your expertise and to also generate potential new customers or or clients um if you're trying to start a speaking career though 
these are great places to get on stage because you get a video, you can get a video of you professional professionally speaking in front of a large group of people. It also gets your first kind of raving fans. Um, the video you make in front of a live audience can be a great way to gain social media exposure as well. And in addition, if, if you don't get a fee for speaking, you can still make money by becoming a consultant and selling your expertise to others who want to do what you do. So one of the things that professional speakers know that others don't is that what is commonplace for you is uncommon to others. So the information that you have about your industry can be very helpful to people who are either new to the industry or for want of a better phrase, less successful than you are. The, the great news is that uh, for with the technology that's available today, you can sell this knowledge without incurring an expense on your part, not, not even a bit. Um, college professors do this. They often use their own books as text, textbooks for their classes and they require their students to actually purchase those textbooks. <laughs> so I had, a, I had one graduate assistant, though, who taught a lab class for us. And uh, this was back when I was in college. This is way before the high tech technology boom where you could actually digitally print books and, and that kind of or, or electronically print books and people could have it on their cell phones. But um, you wouldn't. So, but so this was way, way, way a long time ago. And he started the class by saying, hey, by the way, if you play, plan on attending every single one of these classes, taking notes and studying, you're going to make an A. If you feel like you may miss a class somewhere along the way, though, you can go to the bookstore and you can purchase my notes. He handwritten, he had handwritten notes about each one of the sessions, each one of the lab classes that he was teaching, and he sold it to the, the kids that were in the class. I bought it. I mean, it was, it was you know, 20 bucks or 30 bucks, but it was worth it because I didn't have to go to every class now, right? So every person in the class headed for that campus bookstore and purchased the photocopies of his handwritten notes, and I'm pretty sure that we all made A's. <laughs> so that, so, you, so it, sometimes you just have to get a little creative in your speaking career because the, the, the corollary stuff, the the, the textbooks, the, the content that you're creating has value. And you can also add, add a revenue stream by offering that to the people that are in your classes or your sessions or your speaking engagements. So when I started the Fearless Presentations class, I didn't have a, a huge amount of operating capital. And in fact, I wasn't able to create the home study course version of the program for almost six years. That, that basically back then, this was pre-YouTube and pre-online um, courses and, and that kind of thing. So basically, we I had to go to a recording studio and get professionally recorded content in order to generate the home study course version of the, of the program. So it took me a while. It was I had to rent out a recording studio, record the audio for the entire class, edit the video, and then send the files to a company that created thousands of... <laughs> CD sets. That's how old I am, right? CD sets for the class. It cost me a fortune, by the way. And I, by the way, I still have hundreds of those CD sets left. And if you guys want them, you can have them for next to nothing now. Um, however, I was able to capitalize on the new technology created by Amazon in 2002. I was able because basically, because it took me six years to create that stuff. Um, in when I started the company, I, I basically just created a PDF version of the Fearless Presentations book and added that to the Amazon website. And within a couple of weeks, I had a self-published printed book. I also had the P 
PDF version published as a as a Kindle book, by the way. Um, so the uh, that and, and again, that was you know twenty plus years or so ago. Now it's so much easier. There's so much technology out there where you can create this corollary content. You can create mini courses and online courses and 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 audio books and video sessions and things like that that. Can you can not only generate income from, but you can actually um, use it as a way to market yourself as well. Um, one of the things that's really important to understand is that what's commonplace to you may be uncommon to other people. Because I made I made money from that book a number of different ways. First, since it was listed on Amazon, I got a few purchases through just their organic search results. I also bought Google pay per click ads that sent people to the Amazon page for the book. And, and however, the bigger fees were really collected from the speaking events. In some cases, I would speak um, for a small honorarium, a fee that, that folks would pay me to come and speak. But, um, but if it was a, a small fee, I'd set up a table at the back of the room where audience members could buy my book and later the audio recordings that I've talked about before. However, in some cases, at the end of the, the conversation with the meeting planners who was hiring me to speak, I'd ask if she wanted me to bring one of my books for every audience member. For these meetings, if there were 100 folks in, in the audience, um, I, I might receive an extra five. I, I may only receive 500 bucks for speaking, but 100 bucks at $10 each would be an extra $1,000 to my fee. So typically, I'd stay at the back of the room signing autographs for an hour or more after the speech. And during that time, I always got dozens of people to ask me to speak for their group as well. Today, though, you got a lot more opportunities than I had when I started. I mean, a simple webcam recording along with a free movie maker program like iMovie will create much more professional recordings than I was able to do in a studio years ago. Uh, if you don't like to write, but you're a good speaker, just make a recording of yourself giving your presentation, then send the recording to a transcriber. You can find these on on um, Fiverr or Elance or whatever the, the contracting websites are out there right now. Um, but that, that transcript can be made into a handout, a mini book. Um, and if you put a few together, you can, you can create a full length book out of it. Um, so basically what I'm saying here is that if you really want to get paid speaking or get gigs, get people to hire you to speak, you have to have written material that you've created and videos of you speaking in front of groups. So the idea that the ideas that we're talking about here are good ways to kind of get you started. But that's the thing. Even industry leaders and professional speakers have to start somewhere. So just getting started is the best way to get your career going in, in professional speaker. So on the next episode, I'm going to go into more detail about how after you've created this content, how to use it as a way to market yourself as a speaker. And that, that's some really cool stuff. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week. 